Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who've had an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Valley area. Kosh listeners, how are you doing today? Uh, I know y'all are usually used to me doing things um, on a Saturday morning, but we're doing things a little bit different. This is the day after the holiday, and let me tell you, I'm dragging. You know why I'm dragging? Because people don't quit shooting fireworks. Why don't they quit shooting fireworks? Look, look, I'm all for fireworks. I like good fireworks like anybody else. I'm I'm all for it. But you know what? There comes a time when you got to give a break to us older folk and to our pets and go on and shut it down. I'm just saying. All right. Um, let me just go ahead. I'm not going to waste a lot of time because I, I got a pretty important guest today and, and I want to value their time. So let me just jump in with the intro. You already know. This week's guest is Henry Sanders. Henry, how are you doing? What's going on, black man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Super, super good today. It's nice. Hey, uh, what do they always say? Uh, uh, a bad day off work is uh, better than a good day at work. So I'm off work today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a good day. I'll take it. All right. So, Henry. So I just recognize your last name is Smith. My mom, my mom's name, uh, maiden name is Smith. So I got my mom's side, I got all Smiths in that family, that side of the family. Uh-oh. The way but, we, if we have to dig, you know, when we go offline, I'm going to have to dig and see where, see where your people from. And yeah, you, mostly Alabama area. Uh, a lot of people from Alabama area is where a lot of the Smiths are from. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a, um, a Louisiana bloodline there. Okay. Well, you never, you never know. You never know with us. That's, you never that is facts. That is such facts. All right, Henry. Um, can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, what is your connection to the Fox Cities or the Kosh? Yeah, well, my connection is interesting because one, you know, I, I was born in Gary, Indiana. I was there for a week. My dad went to law school in Madison, so I'm really in the Madison area. Um, but uh, my wife is from Pickett. So my uh, wife is from Oshkosh area, and uh, so my family's from, from her side of the family is there, so I'm always there. Plus, we have an organization called Fox Valley 365. So I'm the CEO of an organization called 365 Media, which is a media outlet of color that's focused on people of color and being a media outlet of people of color. So we reach about 1.8 million people a month, and one of our satellites is Fox Valley 365. Uh, and so we're doing that. And I also have a for-profit side, which is called 365 Nation, which does DNI uh, work and helps regions attract and retain people of color. So also doing some work work up there with New North in that area. Ooh, so yes. I know, I'm a John Casper, and all that stuff too. Yeah, I, I, I got a lot of people up there. Uh, all right. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. Now you know you hit me with the 1.8 million. 1.8 million that's the that's the monthly contact that's deep yeah that's yes yeah, goes between 1.5 1.8 million a month yeah yeah so I, yeah I guess it's pretty good I, hey look as a as a small market podcaster uh it gave me chills <laughs> 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 one day one day I will get there but right Bro, now, you can always come 
you know, come on our platform. You can always come on. You can always come over with us. Hey, Get look, on the platform. Look, look. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say uh, there is no knowing that. What I will say is for right now, these Kosh listeners, I'm I'm loyal to the game. I'm loyal to it. Yeah, okay. You know. Hey, um, okay. Well, let's jump into um the first segment. And the first segment is what in the world is going on with? That is where you start with the phrase what in the world is going on. You tell us something that's on your mind. So what that's interesting. What in the world is going on? Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's that's uh What in the world is going on with uh, the Brooklyn Nets and uh, uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? That—that's that, okay. That you ask That's what I'm thinking about right now. Like, what is going on with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Facts. What in the world is going on with them? That's like I, I'm confused. I'm confused by the whole thing. And break it down. You know, break it down. What's I, confusing? Well, you know, look. So look. So look. I'm gonna get in trouble by this. Like, I'm gonna get in trouble with this, but. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Stephen A. Smith type of guy, but I love sports. I grew up playing sports my whole life, competitive, everything. So if if Kyrie and Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant's the greatest, like some people say, the best basketball player in the world, you go to the Brooklyn Nets. You there, you and Kyrie Irving are there. You have um, Harden there. Kyrie makes all this drama. Fact. Kevin Durant's supposed to be the leader. So clearly he's not checking Kyrie. So Kyrie just do what he wants to do. Kyrie then signs back in to a contract and Kevin the next day says, I'm out. Like that right. just makes no sense. I'm like, I, I'm confused by that. And then like Kevin, like his legacy, I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to do with his legacy, man. Like, because Kevin Durant is one of the most talented players I've seen offensively, at least. But the facts are still the facts. He didn't, he didn't win no rings without uh, Stephen Curry. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to – I'm trying, and Stephen beat him when he was in Oklahoma, right? He beat them and him in the rest. Like, so I'm trying to figure out, what, like, what's his legacy play? He wants to be known as one of the greatest. He has to build somewhere. So what's he going to do? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm confused by the play. Uh, so I'm just confused about what Kevin Durant's trying to do with his legacy, man. So that's that's – I'm with you on that one. Look, that that whole Brooklyn Nets thing is a hot mess. It's a hot mess. I don't know what's going on with Brooklyn, but I tell you this. I bet you they regret and giving up all them number one draft picks and whatnot to build the super team. Like, because they, 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 you know, I'd rather, right now it seems the smart play is to build the, the legacy, you, longevity. You build your core unit, you keep your core unit, and you find you role players surrounding that. You know, basically Boston did that. That's what Boston had in play with their youngsters. You already know Golden State did that. That's what they have. And even if you look at the Bucks, the Bucks have the same scenario. That is, to me, building the super team for immediate gratification that don't seem what it what that takes out of the equation, to me, is chemistry. You can't fabricate chemistry with talent. You just can't just because you talented and you put a bunch of talented folks together that don't always work. I, and I agree with hundred percent. It's it's about culture too, right? So like you have to be like I'm big on leadership and culture, and to have a thriving organization, even as private sector, whatever you have to build a culture. You just can't thrive on talent. Talent is just talent can help you, but if you have the right culture, it can thrive. It's sustainable. But really, the uh, 
you know, this really LeBron's fault, right? I mean, it's LeBron's fault but sure. when he went to Miami and all that stuff. So LeBron kind of changed the the dynamic of it's not it's not uh, doesn't matter how you get, it doesn't matter if you get a ring. It's not a matter how you get the ring. Just getting the ring, right? And right. so it's not how you just getting the ring. And so I think I think for some reason Durant tried to follow that, but clearly what you just said I think has always been historically the way you build a team and bottom up. Boston's doing it. Bucks are doing it. Phoenix is doing it, right? Uh, Golden State's doing it. Like LeBron's legacy because of that is going to be iffy. And you know, I think Kevin Durant's found the wrong blueprint. Man, he's just trying to build his own, build his own team. Right. But, some uh, some team would love to build around him. He is that person uh, that you build an entire team around. Yeah, he's he's at least he's. I think he's talented enough. I don't know if he's a leader. I think that's I think that's what's in question for me is if he's a leader. When he was in Golden State, he might have been the most talented person on the team, but clearly it was not his culture. Right? Clearly he didn't define the culture of the organization. Clearly that's Stephen Kerr and um Kerr, right? Yeah. So I don't know if he I, I don't know if that's in the bill. Just because you're talented I mean you can build a leader. Yeah, just you know, not everyone's a leader. That's, not everyone's a leader. That's that's facts. That is facts. All right, I like that one. That's that's true, and uh, that's relevant right now as a Bucks fan, one hundred percent. You know, let uh, Durant go on and do what you got to do. Just stay out of Giannis' way. We ain't trying to hear that over well, here. It don't matter if, you, if, if Kevin was there or not. If, if Middleton was there and Giannis, Giannis will give it to them any way it goes. So yeah. I don't care if you stay there or not. <laughs> you right. You right. Giannis will give it to them any way it goes. Facts. All right. Um, my what in the world is going on with is when the world is going on with old school weekend on the radio, you know, I, I took a little drive to go to, uh, go see my auntie and them, um, for the fourth, you know, uh, and it wasn't on the fourth, it was the day before and, uh, went and was listening, you know, and there, if you listen to certain stations, they have old school weekend and they plan all these old school things. Well, you know what old school weekend makes you realize that you old, oh. <laughs> you old, and and so you know, and I'm gonna tell you the one that got me, Biz Markey, just a friend. Hey. We was listening to this on the drive, right? And my wife was like, "I don't understand this song and why why it's popular and all this." And I said, "Babe, this is a greatest hits." And so I was like, "You got to think about the longevity." So uh, you know, we got we did what most people do when you don't know. We Googled it. And you know, just a friend came out in '89. Wow! So that's my freshman in high school, man. So freshman high school, that's crazy. Wait, wait, so I'm saying, you know, and to this day, if someone says that, they can sing that song. They sing in the chorus at least. Baby, just a friend. (laughs) And I said, you know, the greatness that is not recognized in creating something that has such longevity. Where you can you can play that at any I don't care whose wedding it is. I don't care whose party it is. I don't care what culture you are. They know Biz Markey and they gonna sing it. I was at a I was at another uh, gathering yesterday and and what I'm gonna say is I got some uh I, I got I got some family from uh from like uh Kentucky and my man and I was telling him we were having a conversation about it, and my man started busting bars from the biz. Now, now that ain't how he grew up. Now, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that even he knew it, 
that's greatness to me. And so old school weekend to me, sometimes you got to reflect and realize that's greatness. Well, you know, it's it's what you're saying, too, is because the older I get, the more I'm big on legacy and sustainability and longevity. Right. So I'm I'm on that. Uh, But I'm. I, I gotta ask you. So your wife didn't know who Biz Marquis was? Like I'm confused. Like how did oh, no. she not know? She knew who Biz was, but she didn't. What her point was is that uh, she she doesn't like the song. She don't know why it made it. Why it's still being played? <laughs> I was oh. like, it's. I was like, babe, it's the sing along song. Like it, you know, some songs they're just great because they're easy to sing along and people know it. And you can't. Look, I, I don't know about you, but uh, the last time I was out and about, you know, this is one of those songs. They can put this on karaoke. They can put this uh, out and people going to sing along 8 to 80 because people know this song. And uh, I think that's impressive for from a man from Brooklyn named Biz Markey. And, I, and, you know, his personality, how he beatbox, all that stuff. But now you're talking old school. Uh, it's so funny, 89. I remember like it was yesterday. That shows how old I am. We are actually down here in Madison on July 16th. We're bringing Gladys Knight here. What? Drew Hill. What? Wait, Drew, Drew Hill? Hill? Yes. After seven. Yeah. Some old school. July 16th. That's Overture down here, man. So it's uh, the Boys and Girls Club down here starting to work media partner with it. And it's Gladys Knight after seven. And there's a white party for Drew Hill. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So if you if you if you're about that life, that old school that old school RB, this is the place to be if you're about that life. I'm about, you're about that life. Let me just explain. I am about that life. <laughs> I am so about that life. And that sounds like a good time. Um I'm gonna need the details on that. I'm gonna need the deets. Yeah, yeah. For, come on down, man. It's uh boys and girls kind of throwing it for the kids. You right. know, the kids and stuff, and we're the media partner, man. Definitely support the Boys and Girls Club. They do amazing yeah. work. Yeah, but, you know, it's old school, R&B, and, you know, I know some of the people don't even know who Drew Hill is or After 7. They might not have heard of Gladys Knight, but a lot of people don't even know who Drew Hill is. But. Oh, I think they know who Gladys Knight came to Oshkosh not that long ago, did a concert here in Oshkosh. You still was doing it. Her in the, yeah. in the pips. Uh, but I will say uh, – uh, the Drew Hill, I think more people know Cisco because Cisco yeah. is the one with the one hit. He got the one hit. He got that song. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got daughters. So I ain't gonna say it. Me? But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> All right, yeah. we're gonna roll into the next segment, and the next segment is word association. This is where I'm gonna say a word, and you tell me what's on your mind. So, first word, food. Soul. Soul. Break that down. Break that down. Soul food. Soul food. Because, uh, you know, over just was just the 4th of July. And, you know, I love my mama's cooking. And so over the holidays, that's when my mama throws down. That's when I get, I get greens and, you know, fried chicken and um, her macaroni cheese, you know, sweet potato pie. Like I, you know, that's when I get all that. You know what I'm saying? Only on holidays. So that's what, over the holidays, I get that soul food from my mama. Stereotypical black soul food, which I love. Sweet tea, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, on holiday. Hey, let me just go on and give that the applause because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm with you on that. And I got a chance to go, uh, like I said, visit my auntie and them. They didn't, they threw a life so set. And I'm, I'm with you. 
Yeah, like it's it's nice to be able to uh, really sink into some of that that food that that you grew up with and is familiar. Like you know what's coming. You know it tastes yeah. the same every time. Every time it's amazing. There is no fluke in that game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's like every time, but like, like I said, it's Michael Jordan, African thirty two, every name. Like it's just it's always a hit. My mama's soul food. Like man, I just I love it. Actually, we are. Uh, growing up, I don't know if you just kind of digressing here, but growing up, I only had sweet potato pie. I never had like the uh, what's what's the pie? Uh, pumpkin what's the pie. Pumpkin pie. Now, and I got to college, people were pumpkin pie. Brother, like, what is this stuff? Right? So I grew up on soul food, so you know, yeah, I get it. Oh, me too. I grew, yeah, in my house, I grew, I grew up on food. Uh, <laughs> my dad is uh 100% he the man he knew how to handle it and it was all amazing like he didn't there was no such thing as tough meat like everything got tenderized <laughs> everything got seasoned everything there was shake and bake there was fried pork chop there was just there was greatness in his cooking pop handled it he he didn't uh-huh. he didn't play like he wasn't just putting something on the table he put love on the right. table oh that's what's up I love that. That you need to keep that. You put love on the table. That's that's a tagline, bro. That's a that's a podcast right there. You put yeah. love on the table. Hey, maybe maybe we need to talk about that. Maybe we need to find these uh these these black chefs across Wisconsin, and maybe that's what that. we call the podcast. Love on the table. Yeah. He put love on the table. I love that. That's what soul food is. That's what soul food is. The love on the table. I, I love it. I love it. All right, next, cocktail or beer? Man, I gotta give. I don't drink, so cocktail. I guess. Do we I have a Do we have a favorite beverage? Is there Is there coffee, sodas? What What do we get down with? Man, tea. I love tea. Uh, tea. I'm a tea man. That sounds weird, but I love tea, man. I, I'm a, my mama got me on tea ever since I was a young kid. So I love tea. Uh, tea, tea, man, any type of tea, man, I love to death. I love me some tea. I oh. drink tea every day. Oh, I'm a, I'm a tea. I've turned into a tea person because I got to an, I got to the point in life where you know they talk about that caffeine. I was drinking coffee, and I didn't believe people when they was like, "There's a certain point where I got to either drink it half and half, or I had to back up off that coffee." And I, I started getting the jitter jitters, the hard jitters, and I was like, "All right, oh. let me move to tea." Tea caffeine is different. It hits the body yeah. different. Like you don't get the jitters from the tea caffeine. Yeah. And it lasts a little longer. I think like coffee kind of like you hit the peak and you crash to me. At least I crash on coffee. So yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling you on that. Streaming. Say what streaming? Streaming. Uh, Netflix. Okay. Well what are we watching right now? What do what are, what's what's what you uh binging? Man, all right, yeah, I would uh, say I would say Prime or Netflix. If I'm on Netflix, I'm watching like uh, The Last Kingdom. Have you watched that show yet? Last Kingdom. No, nah, what's that about? It's about uh, basically these Vikings back in the day trying to take over uh, and take over land and be kings of their old land. So I watched that, and then I just watched something else like. Oh man, I forget what it was about. Uh, I feel about that. I found my Amazon Prime. Man, I'm old school. I'm watching Martin all day, every day. Man, I love Martin. So, 
So I, like I'm a Martin. Like so, Martin for me. If I get if I get my Martin in, man, I'm I'm good. So Martin makes me laugh, man. So anything can make me laugh and not think about anything and make me like Martin, man. The show makes me laugh. I can I know every show, but if I watch it and it's like I watch it for the first time, man. It's so funny. So I love Martin of the Prime. So I watch Martin. I think. Uh oh. We might have a technical difficulty, y'all, Kosh listeners. We going. Yep, we definitely, we, we got a froze. We going to hold on right here. Hi, I'm Dawn Golke, the executive director of Casa of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could you be that one? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child help identify their needs, and give them a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about Casa of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733. Okay. We are back. Technical difficulty conquered. Okay, Martin. Yeah, Martin. So Martin, uh, and I watched Martin. Man. I love Martin. Like especially when COVID hit, I was always watching Martin. Man. I like. I try to. I try to watch every lunch. I try to hit a, a Martin just to make me laugh and get me to forget about other stuff, man. So I love Martin. Like going back to about the our old stuff, old R and B, old sitcoms like that, man. Martin, uh, my wife and kids. Uh, Bernie Mac show, all those things I love. I love laughing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I've found myself really drawn to comedians lately. And so a lot of the podcasts I'm listening to right now are, are by comedians. And you know what? I never thought about, and this was one of the conversations on one of the episodes with Kevin Hart, was the genius of Martin. You know, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember if you didn't watch Martin, you couldn't come to school the next day. Because you couldn't, because right. you had to know what happened on that episode. Because everybody was going to be talking about what happened on Martin, and uh, it was Martin was a genius. Like we don't give him his flowers like we should. Like the things that he has accomplished, it, it if you really dig into it, is deep. And what he did for the culture, right? Like he actually put the black culture on screen. And an updated version. Cause all it really is is Jeff, uh, George Jefferson. All he was Wheezy and uh, George Jefferson. That's really was the updated version of that to me. Uh, and so he just updated it and put the, the, the current culture up on screen. I mean, he had the choice B.I.N.G. on there, Snoop Dogg. I mean, like he made it culturally relevant, man. And uh, it was brilliant. It was, you know, still lives today. If you look at it right now, the content still relevant and make you laugh. It's still that, it's that funny to me at least. I think uh, there was a there was a statistic they had that they said on one of the episodes, I believe, and I'm hoping I'm not quoting this wrong, but uh, that Martin was the first twenty million dollar black actor for a movie where he got paid out twenty twenty million for a role. I believe that you know because uh, what was the what's the movie with him and Will Smith? Uh, uh, bad Boys. The, bad Boys. You got to remember when it first started, it wasn't Will Smith. It was uh, Martin got Will on the show, the movie. It wasn't all the way around. So Martin was hot at the time. He right. brought Will in. Right. It wasn't all the way around. 
right? So that makes total sense that he'd be one of the first to get that type of money. Yeah, that's 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 big. Like, cause he he basically broke the doors open for everybody else uh, for yeah. that for that pay level, and that's you know. Even on Def Jam, and like uh, Def Jam, he used to do all the, the all stuff for Def Jam too. So he was like, you know, straight up to me. That love Martin. Oh yeah, I love the show. I love the show. Shop local. Stop local. Shop local. Yeah, you get good questions, bro. Stop local. Uh, yeah, shopping local. Oh, shopping local. Yes. Shopping. <sighs> That's a good question. Shopping local, I would say, if you're shopping, uh, first thing because of mine is black women. Mm. Okay, explain. That's the first, Please explain. That's the first I, I, I explain. <laughs> because, uh, as you know this, that black women are the fastest growing entrepreneurs in the country. They start more businesses than anyone else. Uh, black women have become more educated than anyone else. Uh, and so they are starting to become entrepreneurs and a lot of their products are local and they like they're starting businesses and they need local support from people in their local community uh, to help them thrive. And so you have all these women, black women who are starting these businesses, but they need support. And I always believe the first thing you do is local support. So that's the first thing that came to mind is shopping local, find a black woman business because uh, they, they, they're doing it. They starting these businesses straight back numbers, statistics. Data. It's not my opinion. Just look at the numbers. Black women are starting business more than anyone else right now. Uh, they need the support. So that's the first thing that came to mind. Mm, I love that. And you know what? That makes so much sense to me. Um, you know, sometimes you don't even know what you're looking at, and you're looking right at it happening, right? Um, and 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 I can think about multiple uh, black businesses in the region, and they are started by black women at this time. Yeah, that's, that's we tend sometimes look, like we, we tend to look past our own what's in our backyard sometimes instead of taking it for granted, you know. Like your podcast, right? Like so, perfect example. Your podcast, you you up there in Oshkosh doing a podcast called Kosh, representing the area from a it's like a very inclusive model. You're trying to get people. People need to represent. They need to recognize that that is unique. Don't sleep on it. That you get people to come on that show to do the podcast and do a lot of content. And you represent the cost. I mean, like they need they need that just as much as anyone else. They need they need to let people know what Oshkosh is all about, what the area is all about. You know, it's not just farmers and pickup trucks. It's more than that. That's part of it, but it's more than that, right? And plenty so people need to be supportive of this podcast, man. Just because of that, you know, like you need people to represent the area in all its unique ways. Oh yeah, it definitely gives voice, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and you're right. If you aren't from the region. And, and, you know, being somebody who, who's from, from Milwaukee, uh, you know, what people, if you ain't been here, what people think we are, <laughs> the stereotypes are real. Uh, let me tell you, my family, my family always thought like Oshkosh was like three, four hours away. <laughs> They'd be like, no, nah, we ain't driving up there. Uh, so I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, like you say, I was like you, I still get people. We have five by three sixty five. Like, why are there people of color up there? I'm like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, right. And, yeah. Oh yeah, a, a, a lot. And I always a tell lot. them, I'm not talking one or two people. I'm talking families, professionals, businesses. Yeah. Like it, the region 
has changed. Now I've been here long enough to see change. So uh, it's amazing actually when I think about it. Yeah, the change is, is dramatic. And uh, from leadership all the way down from Green Bay down to Fond du Lac, there's a lot of growth in that area. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Okay. Diversity. Man, yeah, some good questions here. Uh, diversity misunderstood. Mm. Misunderstood. Undervalued. Uh, yeah, but misunderstood is the first thing I would say. All right, give me, uh, let me dig in on that. What do you mean? What do you mean I'm misunderstood? Because I, I have thoughts, but I, I definitely want to hear your thoughts. I, I think when people hear diversity, they automatically think uh, social justice. They automatically think uh, it's the right thing to do. They also think, you know, um, it's it's people don't haven't earned to be at the table, all those things. I think all those things are wrong. I think diversity really should be seen as, one, uh, uniqueness in, in letting people be authentic. And I don't care if you're a white person or a white woman, and transgender, black, whatever it is, diversity means letting people be their authentic selves. Every core American wants that, right? So if you talk to the person, uh, Trump, the Trump area, what they really want is the authentic selves, right? They want right. gun rights or stuff, they want to be authentic selves, right? right? You talk to someone who's, trans, who's transgender, what they're really saying is want to be their authentic selves, right? So that's what diversity is at the core. Uh, but I'm saying misunderstood because I think a lot of people think it's the, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's the right thing to do, but from a business perspective or a society perspective, it's the best thing that's going to help you thrive. If you're a business, diversity equals innovation. This is fact. This is, again, this is data. This is not my opinion. Like, so the more diversity you have in your organization and you let them be a, their authentic selves, the more innovation you're going to have. The more innovation you're going to have, it means you're going to make more revenue you're going to have. It means more people you can reach for your product. So if I like, if I'm in a, in a, a business and I want to reach, I want to make as much money as I can, and it would behoove me to bring in diversity. People say, well, I don't really understand the Latino market. I don't understand the LGBTQ market. I don't understand. So how am I going to reach? How am I going to get that bag? How am I going to reach them? If I want to, if I want my, my, my business model, I want to make as much money as I can. Well, you got to know the market to do that. You got to have people who understand the market, right? Correct. And then if you want to thrive as a community and have the, and you want, and you want your kids and your community to thrive and be competitive and innovative, you got to have that diversity and inclusion if you want to survive as a community, right? So I think diversity is like misunderstood. It's, it's, uh, it's put into much of a political debate instead of actually factual make, make you be thrive. So that's, that's what I meant. I I love that. My thing with diversity, I think, is uh, there's too much people refuse uh, people forget to include themselves. Right, right. Did, like they're like they they other diversity. Like it's it's always those other people instead of realizing no, that means you too. No matter who you right. are, you are included under the diversity umbrella. And I think the sooner we can get more people to realize, oh, oh, that that means me too, then I I think that will help move the needle from where it's currently at even further. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Like like you said, I'm from Madison, and we were people in Madison would think that what's up in Oshkosh is different, right? We said people in Oshkosh are different from us. Like, okay, but are they different? They, okay, so you need that diversity, right? That means you need to diversify. That's all it is. I think people just complicate it. It's simple. Yeah. People are different than you, different experiences. 
bring them to the table. All right. Last word for word association, media. Mm. Yang and yang. Mm. Break that down. Uh, you know, it's good and bad. Uh, the media can be good because you can learn things that you don't know about. Um, it can keep you informed and access is power. Education is power. And so being informed and learning things can be a power. The bad thing is uh, media is also a business. And so if you look at most media outlets today, they've learned that there's the salacious things that sell. And also talking to the niche community, right? So, like, even us, like, so I focus on people of color. I'm, I'm broad because I focus all people of color, but you have a niche, right? Fox News focuses on the conservative part of the community. MSNBC focuses on the, the progressive side of the community. And they're really just all echo chambers, right? So the danger of that is you can never be truly well-informed because you're only hearing one perspective, right? Right. Um, and so that can, that's dangerous. And I think another the yang about media is a lot of times, if you just look at media, if you turn on the TV station, it's almost always negative, almost always negative news that, that, that I have, especially on um, TV stations. Right. And then representation per perspective media, I would say is they don't always tell people of color's perspective and true lights are authentically, right? So it's always usually from a other lens to how they view us. And so that will, that could change people's perspectives. I'll give you an example. There's a young girl down here, maybe four years ago, a girl named Janelle Lard, and she was young, 18 years old, you know, got in trouble, got in trouble with the police uh, at the at East Town Mall. And she was, you know, silly, young. So she spit at the officer. The officer trying, was trying to get her arrest, take her out to the store. She spit at the officer. They slammed her. I mean, beat her, pretty, beat her up pretty well. And, man, I'm telling you, the girl was 18. Like, I bet she was 110 pounds. I mean, she was a tiny, tiny girl. And one of the media was put her up on the website with her and her jail, like her picture, like of getting booked in, like her mugshot. And I'm thinking, this is a baby. This girl's 18, this day's 18, made a mistake, spit at officers. The officer really went overboard on it. But they, okay, they hurt this girl. And so what we did was, okay, wait a minute. We did the same picture of her, but we put her in her prom dress. Same thing. Oh, yeah. You say, look, like, she, yeah, she did something wrong, but she's still a baby. Like, let's not change. She's a baby. The girl's 18 years old. Like, she's a baby. So the media has a, a media has a very, uh, powerful effect on, on society facts and yeah and these young people you know stuff like that and i don't always know that we realize the power that the picture and perception play in the narrative right so what that picture looks like matters uh how they choose to show whether it's it's uh somebody who who is a victim of something or whether they were the person um, that w was participating in whatever the event was, um, those pictures are powerful, and it and right. it helps to to firm up the the narrative that the media is trying to portray of the person. So I I don't know that always makes me a little uh, it gives me pause. And you know, and, that, and that's why you know what you're saying the pictures are powerful. That's why if you talk to most corporations. 
most corporations have most of their money in marketing, right? They spend a lot of money in marketing. Why do you think people spend money in marketing and advertising? Because they know it, mo- it works. Like pictures, they move people. They, cause they know it works. So, I mean, you're right. All right. Next segment. Next segment is hidden gems. And uh, we're, this is your opportunity to tell, and we're going to broaden the scope. Normally we, we're focused in the, in the region of the Fox Valley, Fox cities region, but, um, but you could still hit that. But a hidden gem is something that somebody might not know about that's, that's uh, exists, uh, whether it's an event, a place, um, something to share with the Kosh listeners. So, hidden gem. Hidden gem. And it can be anything? It can be anything. Uh, hidden gem. Oh, okay. If it's up, if it's up in that area. Uh, Cozy Corners, I think that's the restaurant up there in Appleton. Yes. Uh, to me, that's a hidden gem up in that area. I, I never forget, I was up in Appleton, and I was they told me I had a soul food restaurant. I was like, what, in Appleton? Like, come on. And then I drove, I went to the restaurant, and I was like, oh, this is real. Like, this is real soul food, too. Like, this is okay. Uh, so I would say in that area, uh, Cozy's Corners would be my hidden gem. That would be my hidden gem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, shout that out with you. Big shout out to the cozy. Uh, I go there almost every Friday for lunch. That's my spot. And yeah, you, yeah. and you know what it is because they be playing that blues music. So I get my, I get my little catfish two piece, and uh, you know, a little Kool Aid to sip, and uh, and then they had this blues music, and that is the best lunch of the week because it is just me in a space that feels made for me. Yeah. Right. Right. You feel like it's home. Feels like it's home. like it's home. Feel like it's home. And Appleton. Who knew? Like who knew? <laughs> they opened another one. Really? They opened one in the mall. It's called oh. it's called the Cozy Express. Okay. Yeah. So they they expanded out. But um uh, next time you in the region I'm going to put you on cuz I got another spot for you. Okay. Yep. Oh. Yeah, uh, I, I love. It. Okay. Um, what does the region need? Now you asked, bro. You asked like maybe that's some real good questions. Got me thinking. Uh, I would say your your region needs uh, a a better narrative. Ooh. Uh, and a better better narrative of who they are as a region and and a better narrative of especially who they are as a region one as a whole then i would say if you dig deeper they definitely need a better narrative who they are when it comes to people of color i believe that that region uh and the state has the most potential as a person of color and let me tell you why i know a lot of people listen so that's crazy henry but one it's safe it's extremely safe in that area facts uh uh, schools are good. Facts. Uh, you have more businesses up there, really, than Madison area. It's Milwaukee than that area as far as corporations and businesses. Because you have businesses that are flourishing, which means there's job opportunities. Uh, you have long, you have strong universities from Green Bay to Oshkosh, right? Your technical colleges. So you have a strong region. Yep. Uh, but no one's telling those stories. No one's, no one's telling that narrative. No one's letting people know that just true opportunities up there. And I, then I would say that then 
dig a little bit deeper, I say, then you have to start establishing more person of color driven organizations that could be the hub to be a catalyst for other growth up there. Like y'all don't have an urban league up there. Y'all have AHI with Sabrina and them. And you have the, like a mom part of the chamber and all that stuff. But you don't have like a true hub up there. But I think you need to help you spread the narrative of why people want to come up there. I just think, I think in the next part of the growth of the state, that's where the growth is going to be because it's just, it checks all the boxes for people, what they're looking for. Oh, absolutely. It's a, uh, as I like to tell people, it's a, a, it's super resource rich for those. If you need resources and those who are, uh, are in their growth, in their space of growth, or if you are struggling, we are a resource rich area. Uh, the cost of living for the quality of life you get here, I, I think it's tough to beat. Um, and then, you, like you said, good schools um, and things to do. Right. Things for your family to do. There's a there's a quite a bit. So so I agree with you. I actually think yeah, I do think there could be a better job done on the narrative. But I also agree. I, here's what I'll say. As someone who's been around for a long time, the secret is out because people move in here. <laughs> there's a, there's a, the growth has happened. If you go back and look at the census in the last decade, the, the it doesn't happen. The growth is happening. And it, and yeah. you, you ain't going to put that jack back in the box now. It, it will continue to move forward. Yeah. And I think the challenge for you in that area is making sure that you grow in the right way, but you, you keep the growth in a way that's healthy for, for the community and helps right. people thrive. It's like they want to be part of the community, invest, and stay um, and do it the right way. I think that's going to be very core for you because, you know, I love Milwaukee, but you don't want to be Milwaukee. No, no. Right. Milwaukee's you know, Milwaukee. So, yeah. Milwaukee's Milwaukee. So, you know, like you have to, you have to do it the right way and be, be very intentional about the growth. But yeah, it's clear that's going to be a growth there. It just, it just makes sense. All right. The next segment is called the naughty slash heroes corner. And this is your opportunity to nominate someone, something organization, whatever you want it to be to the naughty or slash heroes corner. So we either, we either celebrating something or we we gonna we gonna have to talk about something. You know, I'm you know I'm a big my face is everything to me, so you know I, I try to speak life to everything I do. So I'm gonna say hero is Special Olympics, and let me tell you why. Uh, I was in we went to Disneyland, me and my family, oh, maybe a month ago, and they had a, they had the Special Olympics USA Special Olympics games out there, man, and it was off the chain. And the Wisconsin team did really well, came out there. And I'm like, oh, we need to be giving more people, uh, Special Olympics folks in Wisconsin, more love. Because, like, these, these folks are competing, working hard. I mean, I, someone plays sports. I know how hard it is to compete in general. But if you have any type of disability at all and you're out there competing and running and stuff, man, I think that's amazing. So shout out to Special Olympics in Wisconsin. In general, Special Olympics people are Special Olympics in Wisconsin. Shout out to them. Much love. Agreed. That is, um, they do great. Great work. And um, I don't know. I love seeing the videos of what they do, um, the pictures. Like, that's just, it's it's 100% positive, right? It just doesn't seem to be a bad side to that. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's that time, Kosh listeners. All right. You already know what I'm going to do. I got, I, look, my favorite part. Here we go. <laughs> 
What is it? Your favorite parts? What? Oh, oh, oh. See, see, um, it's the, there's a tone, there's a musical warm up before we jump into the topic of the week. And uh, if we, I'm going to have to play this for you on the side so you can hear it. Just like Kosh listeners, because you know I'm always 100% transparent. Since we are doing things virtually, our guest actually can't hear any of the sound effects that I'm playing as we do the episode. So, um, okay, so topic of the week. This week's topic of the week is Madison 365. All right? So, Henry, share, please. Let it tell us about this. Um, how did this come about? Um, and, and what has been the response to it? What, what is the trajectory? Like when you first rolled it out, what made you come up with the idea? Yeah, this is a, man, you asked a wonderful question. So, Masters is five. So, I used to work for President Obama, and I was a political appointee for him. I helped run a small business administration in the Midwest. And while I was there, more, part of my job was going around talking to CEOs about um, what were some of the biggest challenges. And I would go to all these CEOs in the Midwest, and let me tell you, the issues were, when I talked to them, the issues were, like, what's your top issues, Right. And the issue to be like, well, you think it's taxes or regulations? Nope, it wasn't that. It was always talent. We can't find talent. We can't get people in, right? Right. And then you start digging deeper. It's really saying we can't find people of color, right? Because the Midwest, and it was a Midwest issue. So you found it's a remigration, early '60s, whatever. A lot of people come moved up here from down south, working factories, etc. Now people are moving back from Midwest back down south. And so it was a Midwest issue. I'm like, okay, well, a lot of these CEOs really need to find people of color. They just don't know how to do it. They don't know how to like, connect to them. Correct. And then what happened was a, a young man in Madison called was named Tony Robinson got killed and shot by a police officer. Mm. And what made this unique, Timber, was that you know a lot of times something happens in Madison or when they go, oh, someone from Chicago, someone that's not one of our own. No, no, this kid grew up in Madison. Uh, his mom went to high school. His dad went to high school in Madison. So like he was a Madison kid. Grew up in, like, everyone knew him or was connected to him, one, de- one degree of separation, right? So everyone knew him or his family that somehow was around him. And he got shot by a police officer. And the community was just, I mean, how the police, how people were talking about was just awful, right? But also the communities of color felt like they weren't getting a voice. And so what happened was this true story. My mom, my mom's a real activist, man. Like, my mom's like a true activist, like, like you know. She's on everything. Urban League, you name my mom's part of everything in Madison. And so she came home and told me all the stuff they were doing. I'm like, that's the wrong strategy. That's awful. No, you don't do that. Like, that doesn't change anything. So my mom points to my face, says, son, do something or shut up. That sounds like, okay. that sound like a black mom. <laughs> oh, for real. Right. And I'm giving the editor version, right? I'm giving the editor version, right? right? So like, but she pointed at my face, you know, shut up, son, do something about it. So I said, okay. What I'm going to do, I'm still working for Obama, right? So I'm okay. I said, what can I do to help these CEOs so that they want to reach people of color and people of color feel like they don't have a voice and they need more access to their narrative, their story to be heard? I said, oh, you know what? Why don't I start, start a media outlet? Tim, like, I, have, I don't have a journalist background, none of that, right? None of that. I don't have none of that. So I'm okay, you know, let me do that. And that's, you know, I'm going to start as a nonprofit. So now I want to find a couple of guys in the community who did journalism. I said, what are you guys saying? Hey, yeah, great. We'll join you. So, okay, we'll join it. Nonprofit organization. We'll start as nonprofit. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I've said about like this. This is going to be a, a good thing to do for the community, right? It's not going to be something that's going to be a real thing. It's like something I can do to help the community. So I put this stuff together, do all this research. I'm big on research. Do all this research data, how to best reach people of color, all this stuff. I said, okay, let's start this. Let's start this website called Max and 365. And you know what? If it reaches 10,000 people a month, that's gravy, perfect. Because if you look at the most media outlets of color, um, they mostly reach about 10,000 people at the peak. I like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, great. I'm like, great. We'll do that. We'll be great, man. So the first we launched, the first day we did 10,000 people. We had to change Whoa. servers and everything. It, <laughs> it blew my mind. And so I was like, oh. Oh, there's a niche here. Like, okay, like there's something here. People really want this content. And ever since then, we just grew super fast. And what, what separates us, one, we're all online. Uh, we do a lot of content. We do about 30, 30 some stories a week. So we do take a lot of content out. Uh, and we're multicultural, multi ethnic. So most media colors are focused on just the black community, the Latino community, the Hmong community. We focus on all the communities. Right. Uh, and so, and we do journalism which, you know, there's no disrespect to any other media of color, but most of them do lifestyle. Most media of color say, hey, Timberland's got a new job, or Beyonce and Jay-Z are going to the gala, or, you know what I mean? We we actually do journalism. Like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, uh, the school district just said the N-word. So much the school district said the N-word. How do you deal with that? Or uh, someone got beat up in the jail. How do you address that? So we have to do journalism also. And because of that mixture, we just blew up. And so clearly we're number one from a numbers perspective has to be in the Midwest. I mean, the next, the next probably be Chicago Defender. They do about a half a meal a month. And so they'd probably be our closest competitor just to focus on people of color. Wow. That's, yeah. that's wild. And you, you, and you just happen to, well, you really didn't stumble upon the niche. <laughs> you were motivated by your mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, you know what? One of the more um, I found out about um, Madison three sixty five um, prior to me in my current role, but I, the first thing, the first time I, I saw it was when you do those lists. When Madison yeah. three sixty five does those lists of the most influential in different uh, demographic categories, and it gives pause. Like it's, it's, it makes people stop and say, Oh, um, and what I think it does more than anything is it, it creates an awareness. I didn't know that someone of color was in that position or was in that region working or things like that. Like it, it, it kind of was like a huge, um, bat signal out to everyone to say, Oh, Oh, okay. Like, that's amazing. I did not know. It gave you a place to say, we are doing it. And for young people, a place to dream towards. Um, what what made you come up with that? It does my heart so well to hear you say everything you just said, because that was the whole thinking of why, why I decided to do that. Because it was like, in the beginning, someone who's traveled the state knows the state so well. It always blew my mind. I'd be in Appleton, in Oshkosh, or Green Bay. I'm like, wait a minute, you don't know Rashad, you don't know Sabrina, you don't know Sabrina. Like, y'all don't know each other. Like in this area, y'all don't know each other. 
And then if we go to Madison, wait a minute, you don't know the Boys and Girls Club person up in this area? Like, so my first thing, like, wait a minute, y'all don't know each other. And how do I get everyone to know each other just like as a network? And then the second thing, my second thing was, wait a minute, going to this narrative part, people need to know that there's people of color doing real big things in this state, like big things and doing some real work and changing the state, like real work, not, not like like real big work. Uh, so those are the first two things I did. And then the third part was me growing up in Madison like I did. I remember the first time I went to Washington, D.C. And it blew my mind to me. I, I was seeing black folks driving Mercedes and bands and dressed up. I, mean, I just... It changed. I was like, "Wow, what is this? Like, this is this is not this is abnormal. Like, this doesn't this doesn't feel normal to me." Wow, and it changed my perspective of what I thought. I'm like, "Oh, okay, we can get out here and get it done." Like, this is like okay. And so I wanted to build something that gave people all those experiences, right? And so I wanted to build a list. And the first time we started with just with the black black influential list. And now we have four different, we have a Native American list, uh, we have a Latino list, Asian list, which just came out last week, we have a black list. And uh, we first did our black, our black list, this is a true story. Everyone's like, I think we had like 40 people on our first black, uh, black influential list. And people were like, yo, man, that's too many people. Like you can't, if you do just 40, you're going to run out of people the next year. The true story, everyone's like freaking out about that. Man, let me tell you what, ever since then, we have, we, get over a hundred some people every list recommended for our list every year. We just, there's so many people we can't keep up. Right. And so I'm like, see, I'm like, see y'all were just sleeping. Y'all just didn't know. Y'all just didn't know, but people of color are doing real stuff in this state and being influential. And it's changed. Like, look at it. Look at it now in Madison. Like, so in Madison, for example, we have a black police chief, a black sheriff, a black, uh, a black superintendent, school boards, all people of color, City council ran people of color, uh, county boards first led by a person of color. Uh, you, I mean, uh, you name it, keep going, keep going on for on and on for that. In Milwaukee, county execs black, uh, uh, mayor is black, city council is black chair, county boards black. I mean, like you just go on and on. You know, y'all got and that's gosh, y'all had a Latino a Latino mayor, right? So you, you just starts finding things actually digging in that oh people of color are doing real stuff in this state. Like this is not a game. And so that's why we did it, man. And it's one of our most popular things we do every year. Oh, hands down. I, I yeah. and and um as somebody who's been fortunate enough to to be on that list, what I will say is there is no warning. <laughs> okay. I love the fact that the list comes out and it just comes out. And then uh and then everybody will contact you to let you know, oh, did you see this? Because that is exactly how it went to me. And I've talked to some others I know who have made the list in the past. And they were like, yep, yep. And then uh, yep. I've got to say it is, um, there's something to that. It's motivational. Um, and it's definitely, it. it's a way, it's a, such a professional way to give flowers. Yeah. And, and to highlight people, man, like, for me, if, if anyone knows, hopefully they know about me, if my legacy, my legacy to me, it's my leadership style, would be about highlighting other people, man, and serving and make sure other people get their flowers and get them while they're here. Not when they're passed away, not like, like while they're here doing the work. And if I can help do that, man, be great. And so, yeah, thank you for noticing that, man. That made my heart that you, you caught all that, what we're doing. And so that makes my heart do well, man. And, and the side, side issue, 
we're in our Wisconsin Leadership Summit down here in Madison in person. We bring all the most influential people together in person. And finally, again, this year in Madison, October 10th, 11th, you should come down, man. But know what you should do? Mm. You should come down to a podcast down there. You should do a podcast live down there, man. Hey, look, I'm mobile. Don't don't threaten me with a good time because <laughs> I will do it in a heartbeat and we will make that the uh, 365 edition of the Kosh. We will do it. Yeah, all, there's going to be a lot of people from that area down here, man. So you just interview them and tell them what's going on. And somehow they're liking it. Just, just grab them. You should come for real, for real. Come on down, man. Right. Let's talk about that and figure out how I can get a table set up because uh, yeah. I would be more than happy to do that. Um, actually, that sounds so fantastic in so many ways because um, the the thing that I always like to do is I want to share as many voices as possible, no matter who you are, where you come from. And uh, if you listen to the Kosh, you know there's no agenda. I'm just truly right. trying to share these voices so we can all know who's in our community and and also the camaraderie and the build community through this. So. Yeah. Man, so come on, man. I, for real, like, well, I, I love it, man. You come on down, we'll get you a table. You, you can interview anyone, but there's definitely going to be people from that, that Fox Valley region coming down here, man, be here. So you can just be interviewing them. Yeah. Hey. All right, we gonna talk about that. That's that's uh that that's gonna be the next uh, offline email that's hitting your way. Yeah, I'm for real. <laughs> I, said, I said I said this publicly. I'm for real. I can make I can make that happen. All right. So, any additional things you would like to share about the Madison 365 journey? Um, and and what I would like is is there anything for others out there who would like to to do something similar. Do you have any words of wisdom for them? Any any guidance? Uh, one, if you if you want to start a media outlet, anything I think anything. But for us, I think you have to be fearless, right? I think you have to be fearless. Meaning, you cannot waver on what you're trying to do and why you're doing. When we first started Master Sixty Five. Everyone told me, especially our, our peers, our, our white peers, uh, all told me that it wouldn't work. Or, you know, you might do 100,000 people a month, maybe at peak. Or you can't build a financial model around that. Or uh, for-profit media outlets, like you can't have a non-profit media outlet because that goes against the culture. It doesn't work. And actually, the people said, I'm telling you true stories. The people actually said that to us. We're actually going to write a hit piece about how we did a non-profit and how we were bad and awful for doing a nonprofit. Now they, four or five years later, now they're a nonprofit media outlet cover. Facts. True story. True story. <laughs> really? True story. True story. 100% true. Story. Wow. Uh, so I would say you have to know why you're doing stuff and be intentional about it and can't listen to the naysayers. One. Two, don't be afraid to build a product around people of color. And I think what you'll hear from people early on from a business perspective, they will tell you, there's not enough people of color here. There's not whatever, whatever blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, false, it's a false argument, right? Yes. People of color spend money. So people of color spend money all day, every day. Uh, give give an example, rap, hip-hop, right? 70% of people buy hip-hop are white folks, right? So like it's like but the culture, the core is people of color, right? So they, they are consumed, people consume our culture. Okay, 
So our growth, I say we're at 1.5 million, 1.8 million, tells you we have a lot of white people coming reading our stuff, right? But it's because we are we don't waver. We are authentically focused on our lane. We're focused on being authentic. And if you're someone who wants to come learn the culture, you come read our platform. So never waver from being a person of color or a, a business that's focused on people of color. Don't, don't never waver from that being your, your market because uh, people of color do spend money. So I think that would be one of those couple of things. Um, and then I would say uh, from, a, from a media perspective, when you're trying, when we first started, people were saying that you can't find journals of color. And it was true. But since then, we've had like 63 freelancers or 63 writers of color come through our place. And New York people, everyone's hired them. Like, state journal, everyone's hired our writers coming through. Um, but the difference was we were intentional about finding those writers. We weren't doing good from journalism schools, right? We're going to them and say, hey, look, if you want to make a change in your community, you want to make an impact in the community and you have these talents and skills, right? Or do a video or whatever. And we'll promote it. We'll put you on, right? right. And you'll, you'll have to be a journalist. And that expanded the window for people. And we may have to be at home, be authentic. So we let people, these writers come really get to grow. And now people are snatching from us. So that's what we want. So those are kind of the things I would say. Uh, don't, don't know why you're doing why you're doing it. Because you're going to have a lot of naysayers. Right. Um, but know why you're doing it. Uh, don't be afraid to do something that's focused on people of color. Don't let someone tell you that that business model can't work. That's false. Uh, and, and give me another story. When I was I was doing this conference, this media conference, when we first started, maybe our second year, and Gannett was there, and all the other media outlets were there. And someone from the crowd asked me, actually someone from another media outlet asked me, a white person said, hey, Henry, how do you guys compete with us? Um and how do you guys expect to be around and how do you compete with us when, you know, you guys only focus on people of color. Like that's not a long-term model. Like how do you, how do you plan on being successful and staying around? What's your longevity plan? What's your business plan? And I said to them, well, interesting. You're saying, I said, well, demographics are shifting. I said 20 years from now, 10 years from now, there's going to be more people of color than not. If you're looking at high schools right now, there's majority of people of color in the high schools. Facts. People of color spend money. Right. So my question is that that's the people of color are very brand loyal. These are all good. This is fact. Like look at the data back. So very brand loyal. So the question for you, my friend, is how do you compete with us 10 years from now when we have all the demographics on our side? The money, the money's going to be on our side because they're going to continue to grow. And the brand loyalty is on our side. They're going to look at us and then look at you and say, well, who are you? Master 65 has been here for the past 10 years, representing our audience, representing us, being authentic. And you're just trying to get into the game because now you see dollars around it. How do you compete with us? Man, the white dude turned red. The crowd was like, huh? Like, it was a shocking, like, like they couldn't believe I said it. But then, you know, they were like, looking like, oh, that makes sense, right? So, you know, again, know why you're doing it. Don't be afraid to be authentic to your audience, man. So I, I would say those things are some of the key things. I wish I was there. <laughs> Can I just say that? Can I wish I was there? Because I wish I was there. Wow. That now, I, I, you know, while you were while you were telling that the narrative, it's exactly where in my mind I was going there with you. I was meeting you there because I was like, "How are they going to compete?" Right? Right. Like this, everything says to me that the trends are leading towards your business model, and they're they're in the place of non change. They're stagnant, you know. And I'm. And, a, and- 
and Tim, and, and Tim, here's the thing. And that, again, this I can't make this stuff up. The media outlet, that person that said this, now if you look at their content, they're trying to be us. Mm. They're trying to do us. Mm. Like this is this is a different media outlet than the one who went nonprofit. These are two different media outlets. Right. Uh, two different ones. So all these are true. I can't make this stuff up, man. This is all like true stories. You shook them. You shook them at their core. Yep. Because it was because you the, you spoke truth, truth to power, and and like you like you say, the data is there. The facts are the facts, man. Men lie, you know. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't, as JG says. So it, it is what it is. Facts, facts. Okay. All right. I'm gonna start winding us up a little bit here, and uh, just so you know, what happens on the wind up is uh, we actually have winding up music. And this okay. is where I start telling the Kosh listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. And you know, we are in a place of growth. Do not hesitate to reach out to us. We are a work in progress. Let us know what we're doing good. Let us know what we can do better. Reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Also, you know that I have, I'm trying to get Kosh listeners to call in and send us whatever you want. Send us your shout outs. Send us your, your ask the Kosh questions because we, we want to cover that. We want to share it. We want to make this an engaging show. Um, so that being said, that phone number is 920-385-9298. Once again, that is... 920-385-9298. And lastly, hey, I'm going to keep telling y'all this because I truly believe this. The hottest gear for the farmer's market this year is the Kosh gear. You know, we got hats, we got t-shirts. Holla at us, $20 a piece, um, XL through small. And if you want something bigger, holla at us and we can make that happen. So don't hesitate and just either email us or or leave us a voicemail and we can get back to you on that. All right. So we took care of that. Now, you know what's next. Henry, let me just share with you what's next. It is my favorite part of the show, which is shout out time. Shout out time is your opportunity to shout out whoever you want to shout out for any reason you want to shout them out. Let's go. Okay. Well, you say you said to me, uh, one person earning. Uh, oh no no no! Person? Look, you can do twenty shout outs. Shout out oh, okay. time is shout out time. Okay, all right, all right. So follow, first of all, shout out to my man Jesus. I'm a Jesus geek, Jesus nerd. So shout out to my man Jesus. Uh, one, first of all, the second, shout out to my wife who uh, holds me down and has been my partner in crime. I love you, baby. And shout out to my kids, Savannah, Tali, and little Henry. Shout out to y'all. I love y'all. Shout out to. Uh, uh, the Match 365 fam. So we have a fam. People join us and members do special things for us. Shout out to the fam. Uh, shout out to my man, Mr. Smith up there at the Kosh. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to my, my, my friend over there, Barb, at the New North Chamber. Uh, not the New North, not Development Entity up there. Shout out to my girl, Sabrina Robbins at AHI up there. Shout out to, shout out to my UW Green Bay. Uh, so shout out to them. And I can continue with that. Uh, shout out to everyone here in Madison who's listening and been with us forever. Uh, just shout out to anyone's out here trying to spread love and to serve others. I, I, I got you. I'm with you. 
Yes. Now that's that's what I'm talking about. That is shout out time. Let me get I'm just gonna I only got a couple shout outs for myself. I'm gonna send out um shout out to my auntie and them for that for, for uh inviting us for the fourth and uh for the food family fun and love. Appreciate y'all. It is always a blessing to to go spend that time with family when you don't get to see them all the time. Um so I definitely appreciate that. Shout out to the wife as always, because as she does, she allows me to do this in our house. <laughs> All right. Uh, for cash listeners out there, just so you know, we have, since the uh, daughter has moved out, we have a, we have a podcast studio now. So we are legitimately in our own space. So uh, think about that. If you want to be on the cash, holler at us. And, um, you know what? The, the, my last shout outs. Um, I'm actually gonna go give a shout out to the protesters. Um, we got protesters out here who's trying to uh, advocate for women's rights, and I, I and I'm with it. You know, do get your message out there. Do what you got to do. Um, I'm with it, but I also want y'all to be safe and do the do it the right way. I don't want I don't want actions to get in in the way of your message. And I think that's super, super important. So, you know, let us that support you continue to support you and um, continue to continue to get your message out there the right way. So so we can support you. All right. So we are in the very last part of the show, Henry. And that is this. You have a choice. You can do parting words of wisdom or what would your, what would yourself today tell your 12 year old self or option C both all of the above, which one would you like? Oh, to man. Do? Oh, you dropping these questions, bro. Oh, man, you like, man, it's a good question. Uh, I don't know, man. You, you want which one you want me to answer? Man? I can answer both of you. That's up hey, to you. Hey, look, look, no, nah, no, nah, look. I just, you know what I want? I want the wisdom for myself and for the Kosh listeners. So what? It, whatever one is the one that whatever one is the jewel, whichever one is the jewel, or if they both jewels, or maybe they're yeah. together. Maybe they're together. Yeah. That's a good. Question. I'll, I'll try to. Do, I'll, I'll try to do both for you, man. I think one for wisdom. I would tell you that uh, learn how to love yourself. Because uh, hurt people hurt people, and you can hurt yourself. Mm. And loving loving yourself means it gives you the capacity to love others. And so love yourself. Learn how to love yourself in a real authentic way. Because uh, loving people do loving things. Hateful people do hateful things. And so love yourself. I say learn how to love yourself because that will give you the capacity to love others, with leading, forgiving others, and et cetera. So I would say learn how to love yourself. That's the one thing I would say. Now, what I would tell my uh, my younger self, my twelve year old self, I think about this often. Like, like go back in time and like, if I could talk to my younger self, what would I do? I would say, uh, every action has a reaction. Meaning, you live by the sword, die by the sword. How you treat people, it might not impact you at that time, but it will come back sometime or another of how you treat people. It might not come directly back from that person, but those behaviors that you learn will come back and bite you in the butt if you're not treating people the right way. And so that would be part of the wisdom that I would say also that hard work really does 
pay off if you focus and be diligent and to be focused. Sometimes you have to learn to say no. Mm. Sometimes you have to say no. Uh, yeah, those are the first two things I would t- tell myself, like, you know, my younger self. And then, you know, keep the faith. Keep the faith. I love it. Okay. So what you think? We wrapping it up. This is it. I, man, I love man, look, the the questions are like great questions, bro. I love the themes you have in here, man. I love the I love the dialogue. Uh, it, it makes the makes the content go fast when people are feeling like it's going slow. It's a real conversation, man. So I love it, man. I hope you continue to do this, bro. I think it's needed up there, man. And uh, I hope you continue to do it. I wish you nothing but success for this. Let's know how we can be supportive. Thank you, Lakash. <laughs>